Weekend Early Breakfast with me, Jeremy Van Vake, and the team all the way through until 6 o'clock this morning. Thank you so much for joining us if you just tuned in at Ease, the Easter weekend. And I hope that you are enjoying yourself if you've taken a long break, the long weekend, and that is working out well. And enjoy, I hope you enjoyed the pickled fish yesterday. Um, I know I avoided it. I'm not, I'm not your pickled fish kind of guy. So, uh, if you are the pickled fish kind of person and the hot cross buns, hope you had fun, hope you enjoyed it, and, uh, hopefully there are still some leftovers <laughs> for today. Well, as usual, we, uh, chat to Brendan Dale. He's a financial blogger. He writes, uh, the blog takechargeofyourmoney.blog if you'd like to go and check it out. Always interesting budgeting, saving, investing, money tips, uh, that uh, Brendan talks to us about. And and of course, we know that the 2019 budget speech left a bitter taste in all our mouths. Uh, we found out that the fuel levy will increase. Uh, we found out that uh, just everything is on the rise uh, in terms of finances. So as consumers, we are hard hit. Uh, I don't know how much more I can pull in my belt in order to get through. Um, the month, but we do it anyway. So uh, this week, Brendan chats to us about the effects of the 2019 budget speech, especially as we head to this year's very crucial elections on the 8th of May. Brendan, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me again. How are you? Morning, Jeremy. Yes, I'm always good, thanks. And yourself? I'm very well, thank you. So, Brendan, before we uh, talk about how the 2019 budget speech uh, affects us as consumers, as ordinary South Africans, um, I'm still religiously saving my pennies as part of the 52 Weeks Savings Challenge. How's it been going for you? Mine has been going well. Uh, let me hasten to add. <laughs> well, that's good news. I'm teased you still on it. Yes, uh, mine's also going well. I'm on, I think I'm week 18 now, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. So I've got just over 3,000 grand. I'm doing it, I'm doing it exactly as per my schedule. Right. So I'm not putting extra money in because then I, I tweet about it each, each week when I transfer my money. But yeah, it's going very well. It's actually quite fun. Yeah, it is quite fun and uh, it's even more fun as the weeks tick by and you see your credit balance, your savings balance just increase. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, because it, it starts off a bit slowly and then suddenly, suddenly we get into it. So, yeah. yeah. So listen, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Brendan started the 52-week savings challenge and by the end of the year, we're looking at saving just over 13,000 rand and you don't pay monies to Brendan, okay? We don't pay monies <laughs> to me. <laughs> You you open your own little savings account or maybe an existing savings account. And what Brendan does is he sends out an email every week. And that is the amount you would then save for that particular week. Um, Like he said, some weeks it's hard. Other weeks it's easier. But at the end of the the, at the end of the year, you will definitely see uh, a beautiful bank balance in your savings account. So uh, we'll give out uh, Brendan's details and you can touch base with him for more information on the 52 weeks saving challenge. Now, Brendan, uh, this this year's budget speech it left a bit of taste in my mouth. Uh, a lot of people are complaining that life is unaffordable. Not that it's something new in South Africa, but it's just become a little bit more um, intense in terms of having to curb spending on what you can spend on. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the budget speech wasn't a very pleasant speech this year, but also we're heading up to elections. Um, firstly, how did the budget speech affect you uh, since it was um, announced up to this point as somebody who has a keen interest in, in finances? Well, as you're saying, it's, um, it affects us all with everything going up. 
although to be honest it it could have it could have been worse um you know i think i think it's it wasn't too bad just partly because it's an election year and uh, the government is quite aware of the pressure that we're feeling so yeah it could have been worse but yeah just generally i think the fuel level is what what hits most of us it's the most noticeable thing definitely. that's right so talk to us about the fuel levy well, it's, it's gone up, it went up to the beginning of the month by uh, 29 cents for every litre of petrol. And it, it brings us, I don't know, like it's 5.63 at the moment, if you can believe it, per litre of petrol that goes straight towards levies. So that's the general fuel levy, the RAF fund, and the, the excise taxes. And then there's also a new carbon tax that's coming into effect. In fact, that's coming into effect on the 5th of June. Yes. So it's... Yeah, it's, it's crazy that that huge percentage of our of our petrol that's just pure taxes, and that obviously, you know, that's got an, a knock-on effect with with everything from our own transport to the the transport all, of all our goods and groceries. You know, everything just just goes up then because of right. this added cost. Yeah, and I think we I would like you just to explain to us the difference between the fuel levies and the actual petrol price and the petrol price increases that we see sometimes on on a monthly. Uh, a basis. Um, there, there is a difference. I, I think th- th- there's still yeah. some confusion in the consumer's mind as to what is the fuel levy, what are these petrol price increases, and what is an actual, um, uh, what does what a, act- a litre of petrol actually cost? Well, um, the, the taxes, what well, our fuel levy, the RAF fund, and the excise taxes, those things are fixed costs. So they, at the moment, a, a total is just over 560. And that, that's a fixed cost for the whole year. So that doesn't change. But the, as the inflation rate, I'm mean, not inflation, sorry, as the exchange rate changes and as the oil prices change, and that, that's what affects our, the actual price. That's what goes up and down every month. But the, the taxes that we pay, that, that's a constant. Mm. Talking about tax, uh, some, I don't know if you want to call it good news, is that uh, the payers you earn, the personal tax, have remained unchanged. Uh, with also a bit of a increase in terms of personal rebates. That's that's good news. Yes, that's good news, and that's that's where things could have gone. I mean, normally there's a there's an increase, so that that it was quite good. The the rebates though that that have increased they are so marginally small that we won't actually even notice it at the end of the month. You know, the, the medical aid rebates like a few hundred rand, if that even. So you're not you're not going to see it by the end of the year. But it, it's great that it didn't go up. But uh, I suppose the downside to that is, and, and sorry, I, I need to talk about it because we might not have seen, we, we, we may see an unchanged uh, tax rate in terms of our income tax brackets and we might see a bit of a increase in our personal rebates coming from SARS, but that's gobbled up by the fuel levies and the sin taxes, etc., etc., mm-hmm. isn't it? It is, and also if you if you've received an increase on your salary, it's it's possible that you might have crept into a, a new tax bracket because the tax brackets haven't haven't changed themselves. So if you were on the borderline between one tax bracket and the next, you might have now slipped into the next tax bracket, which effectively means you're going to pay a, a higher income tax. Mm. Now the sin taxes. I'm I'm I must be honest. I don't mind the increase in sin taxes. I am a smoker. 
and a pack of 20 cigarettes for me, that's okay. I can cope with that particular increase. I'm not much of a drinker. I'll have a drink now and then. Um, so this doesn't really impact me in the sense that I feel it in my pocket that I'm partying every weekend and I'm spending money on alcohol and I'm buying more cigarettes because I'm partying. But this does have an impact uh, on people on a daily basis. It has an impact because it's, it's actually such a such an easy tax for the for the government to to increase. You know, the, it's, it's a given every year that these things are going to go up, and it's it's something we can't do anything about. So we we just absorb it and, and just carry on. But when you actually look at how much these taxes are, they they're pretty steep, and the, the increases are also quite steep. But as you say, you don't you don't really notice it because it's it's just your day to day. And if you have a drink here or you have a smoke, it's there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But it, it's, yeah, it's a very easy tax that the government can just push up whenever they want. Mm. Then we're looking at social grants. Uh, they have, uh, social grants have increased with an inflation linked increase. So, um, it still remains extremely low. Yeah. If you, if you're a pensioner, um, your, your social grant is going to be 1,780 a month. And that's, you know that that is you, you can't live on that amount. So even though it's increased, it, it's still basically nothing. It's shocking how low these these grants are. And if, you know, if anything, this this should be motivating you to to plan better for retirement because you you really are not going to survive on a state pension. Yeah, but but how if if you already and and I hear you talking to the younger generation who who are still mm. uh, uh, employable. But there really is no hope um, for our pensioners who are on state pension. And, and I know that's, that's a very bleak thing to say, but it is a reality because how do you cope um, or live on 1,780 rand a month or if you uh, 75, 1,800 rand a month? Because of the economic situation we face in our country, pensioners are also providers for extended families. Yes, no, no, it's, it's, Shocking, and I, I don't know how people actually survive. And it, you know, it puts strain on the, the whole family, and it's yeah, especially with everything else that, that is forever increasing. You know, if, even if you think about the fuel levies, they've, they've increased, and with that, the groceries and everything else. And those things have increased at a at a higher rate than than the official inflation. So to to increase the social grants by only the official inflation. Not really a, a fair way to yeah. look at things. So, so yes, I do agree with you that it should be a motivator, actually a strong motivator for us who are still um, employed and young enough to work to prepare adequately for retirement. Um, how much? How much do you need to retire comfortably, uh, given where we're at as a country right now, economically as well? So, do you mean a ram figure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's very tricky. You you kind of need to know what your annual expenses are. And if you can work out what your annual expenses are, you multiply that by 25. And that, that will give you a, a sort of a, a rough estimate of, of how much you need. But, but it, it could be quite a big figure. You know, it's, it's a good few million if, you, if you've got lots of monthly expenses. Yeah. So it, it, it's also, it should be a strong motivator for you at this point in your life uh, to start getting rid of, uh, rid of the debt, the credit mm. cards, et cetera, et cetera. The, the, the quicker you get rid of those, uh, the more you obviously have. And I, I know it sounds just uh, plain and simple. It is plain and simple until you, you really become committed in terms of getting rid of the debt and you, you, you find the challenge there. Yeah. If, if these kind of things scare you, 
then you really need to find a financial planner and really, really start looking at your finances. And even even if you don't speak to a financial planner, just at least sit down and start working out where you are in, in relation to finances and debt and retirement and, and just start looking at these things. And there are tons of resources online and books and some great local authors have written books. There, there's a lot of resources out there. You can't... You can't just say you, you don't know because yeah. there, there really is a lot of information. If you're tuning in now, my guest is Brendan Dale. He's a financial blogger. He writes his own financial blog. It's titled Take Charge of Your Money. Blog. I urge you to uh, go across there and uh, check out his blog and uh, you'll find lots of interesting articles and information to make you more financially wise and educated and savvy in terms of how to uh, plan and work with your finances. Brendan, in closing, so I know my opening comments were that it left a bit of taste in my mouth. Yes, it still leaves a bit of taste in my mouth, but the increases hasn't been as severe as they could have been. Yes, that, that is something we can be grateful for because as we know there's a lot there's been a lot of corruption a lot of our money has disappeared and and as a country we we sitting in a huge amount of debt so the government could well have put things up by by far greater amounts so i guess we need to be thankful that it it wasn't as severe but yeah doesn't make it make it that nice, but it, at least it's. It could have, yeah, yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been far worse. Brendan, we're going to leave it there for this weekend. Uh, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Have a, a wonderful rest of your Easter weekend. Are you going away? Uh, yes, I'm going to be going away. So yeah, I'll. I'll enjoy the the next few days. (laughs) We'll chat to you next week. Brendan Dale is a financial blogger. Head over to his blog site, takechargeofyourmoney.blog, and also sign up for Brendan's 52-week savings challenge. I promise you I'm I'm really seeing the, the benefits, and I'm also being trained subconsciously to spend less and to save more, and that is what it's all about. Brendan, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you.